Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got big NASA going before we drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 1080, the team. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4, in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B., the best caddy on the planet. And, Rich, we are on the eve of one of the biggest events in golf, the Ryder Cup. Hey, and let's, uh, are we excited? Let's, hey, that's two weeks in a row now. The, the FedEx Cup, where they're handing out just gobs of money, and uh, Brent Snedeker did a great job. And uh, now they've got to turn around and get ready for, uh, you know, but it's a three-day event. It's a three-day right event. To Chicago, the Ryder Cup is Medina in Country Club. Oh, it's going to be fabulous. Team, team competition. One of the just, just the most unique, best atmosphere in golf. Just even if you're a casual fan, golf fan, this is the weekend to watch golf. The pressure is uh, big time. The players are playing as as part of a team, and boy, the 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 pressure just uh, that first tee, Rich B. Uh, even you would be shaken in your shoes. Hey, Chicago land. It's going to be uh, buzzing, a buzz with golf. One of the and best sports towns in America, Chicago. <laughs> I mean, baseball going on, of course, you know, my, my Cubs not yeah. doing so oh, well. The White Sox are uh, trying to get in there. But uh, this thing uh, has been going on for uh, every other, uh, every two years it's comp- uh, competing, comp- played. Now, next, uh, next year, uh, two years from now. Goes across be, the pond. Yeah, it'll be Celtic Manor, Newport, Wales. Wait, wait, wait. No, that, no that Rich was the last P, that time. was last year. Yeah, uh, Rich P, yeah. wake up, will you? Have another cup of espresso. Hey, hey Perthshire, Scotland. Oh. How's that? I mean, can you imagine playing a, an event in September in, in Scotland? Oh, I think it'll be a little chilly out there. A little chilly. Get out your woolies. Well, um, this is the weather is going to be gorgeous in yeah, Chicago. Totally. Uh, the course, uh, one of the best venues in in golf in terms of uh, tradition and tracks and uh, some interesting things that Davis Love has done as captain to set up the course, and uh, you know gets a little bit of home field advantage. And uh, the European team looking real strong. Uh, Jose Marie Alathabal as the captain, and of course Davis Love the third. So it's going to be an interesting matchup of the captains and assistant captains and uh, the team. Very exciting. Uh, our rookies, Keegan Bradley, Jason Duffner. Uh, it's it's just it's looking like it's going to be some kind of contest. And of course, uh, it's time to go to our main man from ESPN.com, live from Medina and the Windy City. Hey, Bob. Hey, how are you guys? We are doing great. So excited. I'll be uh, seeing you tomorrow as I jump on a plane and head up there. Uh, Give us uh, some sense of the crowds, the excitement. Uh, I think someone mentioned yesterday on the Golf Channel that already this just seemed like uh, almost like a Super Bowl atmosphere. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've been a little surprised, actually. Um, the, the number of people here on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, you know, a work week, a school week, um, uh, the event not starting until Friday, uh, you know, only 24 players, not all of them playing all 18 holes every day. And they are out here. I mean, the grandstands are packed. The fairways are lined. Uh, you know, especially especially where Tiger is, is concerned. I mean, you know, the, the the crowds are three and four and five deep for for to just to watch these guys practice. It's, um, you know, it's pretty impressive. And uh, uh, you know, I think it, it also speaks to the golf following in Chicago and and the the interest in this tournament. Yeah, and of course, as we were saying, I mean, Chicago, a huge, huge sports town. And um, I think it's it's interesting. One of the things um, we were talking a little bit about last week, too, is that I think, um, you know, Americans are maybe more familiar than ever with the European squad as well as the U.S. squad because of a number of the players that, you know, play over here now. And, of course, uh, what, you know, many of them champions now. Well, basically, eight of eight of their guys, seven this year, and Peter Hansen will make it eight, uh, are PGA Tour members. And then you throw in Martin Keimer, who lives in the U.S. Even though he doesn't play the U.S. Tour, he has a home in Arizona and spends a good bit of time here. Uh, you know, you, 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 there's a, a big familiarity. I think the Golf Channel helps with this, with the European events, for the guys who aren't. Uh, obviously, everybody here knows who Rory McIlroy, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, Graham McDowell, Luke, Luke Donald. Donald, who lives in Chicago. Um, you know, they, they know all those guys. And, uh, you know, the, the guys who aren't as familiar maybe would be Francesco Molinari, who's from the, from Italy, uh, Nicholas Colsart's from Belgium, the first from first Belgian to make the Ryder Cup. Uh, Paul Laurie won the British Open way back in 1999. Uh, and, and is, is not a PGA Tour member. Uh, so, uh, you know, but, but still, I, I think savvy golf fans know, know who those people are. Uh, and, uh, you know, the rest of them are, we're seeing on TV or, or at golf tournaments in the U.S. all the time. So uh, looking at uh, the U.S. squad, we've got, uh, give us a little background on the rookies and how you see, uh, how do you see their nerves so far and uh, how excited are they to get started? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big question to be answered, I think, is how do they handle it? I mean, Keegan Bradley was ready to go yesterday. He's so excited to be here. Uh, I bet he hasn't slept for a week. His, his feet <laughs> yeah, must just be dancing you know, at night. It's, I mean, that's good and bad, I think. I think that exuberance is awesome. I think it rubs off on the older guys. Uh, but, you know, how does he deal with it? He's got. He's going to pretty much play with Phil, uh, I think. Uh, I think that's a, a given. And that's that's a help. Um, uh, Jason Duffner seems to be about you know seems to barely have a pulse no matter what. So that's probably good. He's never played a Presidents Cup or a Ryder Cup. Uh, and uh, Webb Simpson played in last year's Presidents Cup with Bubba uh, as his partner, and they did very well. And I think that's good for here. It's a different different atmosphere. I think it's a lot more intense. But I think that pairing will help him here because they. they He's going to understand playing the format. So, you know, the rookies on the team, obviously they've not played in a Ryder Cup, and three of them have not even played in a President's Cup, but they're all in the top 15 in the world. 
and uh, they're they're excellent players, and I think that uh, you know that bodes well. I think the U.S. has a good a good mix here of um, of, of veterans and, and young guys. Well, and, and certainly too, um, you know, somebody like Brant Snedeker coming off such a big day on Sunday. Um, I mean, he certainly has to uh, be pretty stoked up and will bring um, a lot of uh, momentum to the team as well. Yeah, he's the fourth one I missed there. Brant Snedeker is the other rookie who's never played in a President's Cup or Ryder Cup. But, I mean, who's hotter? Uh, you know, just won on Sunday, played very well in the playoffs, played a lot of golf lately after missing some time in the summer with a rib injury. And, you know, the reason he was picked is because he's a great putter. He leads the tour in the putting stats, the strokes game putting. We saw him make a bunch of nice putts over the weekend. That is a huge key in the Ryder Cup. I mean, I just think it really comes down to that. We're not talking about the lowest score. We're talking about making a putt on a hole to win a hole regardless of the score. And, you know, you could... You know, you you could uh, shoot some big numbers, but on the holes where you're where you're uh, battling with your <laughs> opponent, you've got to make a putt to beat them or tie them, and it it means the difference in everything. So, um, you know, I think that's been lacking on some U.S. teams that have struggled making that key putt. You know, uh, we've seen it so many times in match play. Anybody who's played it can understand it. You know, you hit a you hit a good shot in there. You know, say you're five, six, eight, ten feet from the hole, and your opponent's far away, and he or she holds a putt, and you miss. And all of a sudden, the tide's turned, and that person won or tied, and you've lost. Uh, when it when it was looking to be the other way, and that happens a lot to the U.S. guys and teams, and you know, I think that's where good putting really comes into play. Uh- with with the way the course is set up, uh, do you think uh, it's it's going to be you know the driving that's going to be key, or do you think it's going to be you know like you said about the putting? Uh, obviously, that kind of changes a little bit between alternate shot and the four ball, and uh, maybe you can you know break down a little bit the format for our listeners. Uh, 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 the the. the... The big thing about that, I think, what you mentioned about the golf course, there's going to be a lot of birdies because um, it's, there's very there's very little rough, um, and it's set up to score. Greens are perfect, so I think again, it kind of comes down to the putting. You know, obviously, guys are going to hit; they're, they're going to have their go at the green, uh, and they're going to put themselves in position to score. Obviously, if you're in the fairway, you have a better chance of doing that, but I think it's really going to come down to, to making putts. I mean, uh, uh, you're, you're going to have to make some birdies here, I think, to win holes. It's not going to be gouging out and grinding it out for pars. I mean, sure, there'll be times, but when a, when par wins a hole, I'm guessing it happens. But pretty much they're, they're, you're going to have to shoot some scores, and uh, that means making putts. You know, and it's, uh, it's, been, it's probably been the American Achilles heel in many of these Ryder Cups where they just don't make them when they need them. And I think that's something to watch on Friday just to see, you know, how many how many times do they do they have a chance and miss a makeable putt or how many matches get to 18 and they don't make a putt or you get down to right down to the end when, it, when they've got to have it. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see come Friday, I'm sure, uh, some of those things, uh, how they pan out. 
We're talking to Bob Herrig of ESPN.com, live from Medina on the eve of the Ryder Cup. Rich B, got a question? It's got to be so exciting up there right now. Bob, you know, I think uh, um, the pairings are everything. Now, putting these guys together that are able to play with each other, you know, and have the same sort of mentality and the feel about the game, uh, you know, and they're playing an alternate shot kind of thing. And, you know, really, um, you know, trying to fig- figure out the mix of who you want to put out there together is the hardest part. But hoping they play. I mean, play to their potential uh, is is the key. The pairings are difficult because you just, you know, it's just awkward playing. Even best ball is not, you know, you're, you're because you know you have a partner, do you approach it differently? Um, you know, it's, you lay up on a hole because you know you have a partner who could go for it or vice versa when when otherwise you might have not it might not have even been a consideration you're going to lay up or you're going to go for it well, maybe you're doing something you're not quite comfortable doing so many aspects obviously alternate shot is a whole different ball game nobody plays that uh very certainly not very frequently it's not it's not a mode of play in the US certainly and it's so uh, fun to watch European, yeah, I mean, even you know, there's some golf clubs in the in the UK that require it from time to time, uh, and it's actually fun. But obviously, you're not hitting as many shots. I think we all like to hit the tee shot. We all like to hit the second shot. An alternate shot. Sometimes you might go uh, a long time without hitting a putt, or you might go a long time without hitting a chip. Now you do alternate off of tees, but um, you know, what if? Uh, you know, if you have the odd-numbered holes, and in a couple of those holes you've got a par three or two par threes or maybe a sharp short par four where you hit an iron, all of a sudden you get to the back nine, you haven't hit a driver for a while. I mean, there's all that stuff that goes into it, and um, that's that's what they have to figure out, and that's, that's why it's hard to mesh. No, but I still think when you get right down to it, putting, it comes down to making those putts, and, uh, you know, the team that does that the best usually is the one winning the points. Yeah, you know, I think the atmosphere at the last one over at Celtic Manor over in Europe. Now, you know, I mean, the tension was high. The weather was bad. It was awful. And, uh, you know, the most memorable thing was Mayhan uh, chunking that chip shot, you know, kind of uh, uh, giving it up, uh, you know, on the way in, on the last few holes to lose to uh, Graham McDowell. But it looks like this golf course is going to play 7,600 yards, which is uh, kind of, uh, you know, that's a little long for uh, stout. For uh, an event, and uh, you know, playing an alternate shot, uh, you know, this thing's going to be kind of fun to watch. This is what makes it fun to watch, and it's it's going to be on TV like for days. <laughs> yeah, you know, little plug. ESPN has it on Friday, and it starts at eight a.m. Eastern. It's going to be on until they finish. First tee times at eight twenty, and uh, you know, it's it's just it's um, you know the Ryder Cup is special. It's just. Uh, you know, for for a tournament that really, in the overall scheme of things, means nothing, it's incredible how how important it's become to both sides, and you know how how many people watch it and and live and die by it, and you know the emotions that it uh, you know that it brings. And you know, you mentioned uh, Hunter Mayhan. I think it's one of the reasons he was so crushed to not get on this team. He he want he wanted to try to redeem himself for two years ago, even though. You know, I, I maintain that he was in a really tough spot there when he got that chip shot. He was two down with two holes to play. He pretty much had to hold that shot. You know, Graham McDowell had made the big birdie putt the hole before to go to go two up with two to play. 
Um, and that was going to be difficult to overcome. But nonetheless, you know, all the eyes of the golf world were on those two players at that time. And as you said, that's what people remember. They remember, uh, you know, Mahan hitting that poor shift shot, and basically, you know, the, the match was over. So, um, uh, and, and, and it, it, was, it burned him. You know, it burned him up. He wanted to get back here and, and, and didn't get on the team, which actually says something about the U.S. team. Mahan won twice this year, including the match play. And, uh, and beat Rory in the match play, so, and he didn't even make the team. So uh, I think you've got a pretty solid group of guys on both sides. Uh, and another memorable player from uh, the last Ryder Cup, of course, Boo Weekly. Um, as we look down the list of players, Bob, who do you think is going to be that cheerleader? Uh, is it going to be, you know, the obvious would be Bubba, uh, maybe Keegan. Who do you think is going to be that person that's going to really keep the team fired up? I think those are the guys. I think those are the two main guys. Keegan, especially, just seems so into this. It's kind of neat to see. I wouldn't be surprised if Snedeker were a little bit that way. Um, and uh, you know, we've we've got some some of the, some of the guys who who have, who have not. You know, it's interesting. The U.S. has only three guys who played in more than two Ryder Cups. That's Phil Tiger and and. Uh, um, Jim Furyk. I mean, this is only going to be the third Ryder Cup, believe it or not, for Steve Stricker. Played in a bunch of President's Cups. Uh, but, um, you know, th- those three guys have played in a lot, and nobody else has played more than two. Uh, the good news, so the good news for those guys is the ones that have played the two is at least, they, at least they've been on one winning team. So it's, it's, for them, they haven't, they haven't suffered through the defeats like the older guys have, and uh, I think they feel very good about, about themselves, and there's going to be no no shortage of um, USA cheerleading here. Interestingly, we're you know about 20 minutes into the telecast or the broadcast here, and we hadn't mentioned Phil Tiger or Jim Furyk, and of course uh, Tiger not having um, probably the best record in the Ryder Cup given his overall career. Do you think uh, you know there's something here that Tiger really wants to um, come out of this one, uh, really kind of uh, slamming the door on things? kind of interesting his first Ryder Cup was in two, uh, 19, 1997 he won his first match with Marco Mira and then lost the next one and the next one and has never been back to 500 since he's now that's amazing 13, 14, he's now 13-14 and 2 in the Ryder Cup and he's had a really rally to get there he's 6-3 and three in his last two Ryder Cups in the, in the Ryder Cup in um in uh, in Ireland, where the U.S. just got killed, uh, he was three and two, and he was three and one in Wales the last time. So he's so he's six and three in the last two Ryder Cups, both U.S. losses, and it, just, to, just to get back to thirteen, fourteen and two. So he was way down for a long time there. He just was not a force in the Ryder Cup, and now things have changed a little bit. You know, I don't know that people go after are going to go after him like they did. I think the captains have realized that. You know, putting him off first is not a good idea because you, you because the other team, if 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 he does get down, gets so fired up by him losing, uh, you know, and, and there's just a different approach. He's got a better, he's got a different partner now. You know, him and Stricker have been have been pretty good in, in the Ryder Cup uh, and the Presidents Cup uh, over the last few years. And um, you know, it's interesting how Tiger kind of yesterday he took a little bit of the blame for the lack of U.S. success. He said he. 
I just haven't done well enough. I've, uh, you know, I didn't win all five points ever. And um, so I, I think he's got some motivation to turn that record around. And, and believe it or not, he's played on one winning Ryder Cup team in his entire career. He missed 2008 with an injury. It's really remarkable. Well, it's going to be an interesting weekend, Bob. And, uh, of course, we uh, are hoping that we'll be all out there on the 18th green uh, celebrating when uh, the U.S. team raises the big uh, big trophy at the end of, uh, end of the competition. Yeah, I think, uh, I think there's a very good chance of that, but, but, um, but, but I'm not uh, so naive to think it's going to be easy. So I think it's going to be really close, and like, like the Ryder Cup usually is, pretty dramatic as well. All right. Bob Herrick from ESPN.com, live from Medina, where uh, they'll be teeing it up Friday morning and uh, probably uh, shaking uh, at their knees and trying to get that peg in the ground on the first tee uh, can be pretty uh, pretty intimidating. It's going to be really exciting. Thanks so much, Bob. I'll see you up Thanks there tomorrow. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN. We will be right back with more coverage live from Medina, the Ryder Cup. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Winter Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. Are you in financial distress, unemployed, or lost income due to the economy, divorce, illness, or injury? Are you simply drowning in debt and don't know what to do? Or do you own a home that's worth less than what you owe on it? Hi, I'm Robert Pellegrino. I'm a debt relief attorney based in Central Florida. I help people in financial distress. Call me at 888-888-1140. Are you considering digging into your retirement or 401k account to pay bills? Don't. It's one of the worst things you can do. Call me for a free consultation. 888-888-1140. I can help you. Call me. 888-888-11. We all want more distance immediately. Now get a more powerful release and impact and increase your distance with the full release reverse grip from Field Golf. The full release reverse grip gives you a correct tour player like grip the very first time you use it. That means more power and increased distance. The pros love it and you will too. The full release sold at Golfsmith and other fine retailers or buy online now at fieldgolf.net. That's fieldgolf.net. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shanked that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Rich B, on the week of the Ryder Cup. I can't believe you're not taking me. Dude. How can you not? Pack your bags. Come I'm denied. on. I've been denied once again. Jump on the plane tomorrow morning. <laughs> be up there with the thousands. It's going to be just so exciting you know, up great, there in Chicagoland. A great venue. Medina has been around for a long time. Has a great history uh, in golf. Four major competitions. And uh, Chicago will come out in style for this one. It sure will. And we're going to go... Directly to a man who knows Chicago very, very well. We haven't talked to him in a little bit. 
uh, but he is a hometown boy. Uh, wrote for the Sun Times up there for uh, many years, and now, of course, the big dog at Global Golf Post, Brian Hewitt, joining us. Hey, Brian. Holly G, how you doing? Rich? Oh my gosh, it's so great to have you back, and um, you must be excited to be back home. And um, just tell us the atmosphere and what's going on up there in Medina. Well, I am very excited. I, I've spent basically 30 years of my life in this area, uh, and uh, a lot of it playing some of the great golf courses up here, including Medina Number Three, which kicked my butt on, on more than one occasion. Uh, the atmosphere is absolutely uh, electric. Um, yesterday, yesterday, Tuesday, uh, three days before the matches even begin, there were 30,000 people out here uh, uh, at, at the golf course. Um, the merchandise tent was was a mob scene. Uh, it, it was it was, and I've been in a few merchandise tents. I've never seen anything like this. Uh, there were USA USA chants going on outside the media center. Uh, late this afternoon, I don't know if they wanted the writers to come out and 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 speak to them or or, or what exactly was going on I late in the it. afternoon there, but it's uh, you know it's 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 a happening. It's it's a huge buzz. This this is sort of the World Series and the Super Bowl um, put put together, and and uh, it's it's cool. Holly, you're coming up tomorrow, huh? I am, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, and. Uh, oh, I think, Chicago uh, is waiting for her arrival. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be the, the millionth man in the crowd. <laughs> Whoa, man. They, they are. Maybe that was the, what the chant was, Holly G, Holly G. Yeah. Maybe I just misheard it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So um, well, let's let's talk about Davis Love the Third. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. pretty cool customer. Just a you know, amazing background in golf. His father, of course, uh, very influential in his life. Very famous teacher, um, Davis Love Jr. And, you know, he's Davis is kind of a cool customer. Um, of course, his best buddy, Freddie Couples, is uh, his assistant. But mm-hmm. it's all about fun and relaxing, uh, according to Davis this week. And as he said, something he had trouble doing when he was a player. Yeah, uh, he's, he's, he's going to, you know, he's going to have them, if nothing else, he's going to have them loose. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I mean, the Europeans are, are, are pretty pretty cagey characters when it comes to the Ryder Cup. It's not like you're going to fool them or scare them or, or outsmart them. You, you're going to have to outplay them on the golf course. But I think Davis has the right idea. He, uh, you know, I think he's, uh, how's, his, how's that Brant Snedeker pick looking right now? Um, and and, and, and here's, the, here's the thing that, since I've been on the grounds, that, that I've, I've looked at it and I've thought about it, and I finally sort of think I figured it out a little bit. The rough here at Medina Number Three is is it's basically no rough at all. The the only real difference is that if you're in the the, the rough, um, what they call the rough, you, you maybe you're not going to be able to put quite as much spin on the ball uh, as as you would if if you're in the fairway. But you know, I was thinking, well, okay, why exactly has he done this? And it occurred to me that is two. Most important players, uh, 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 probably his best players, but guys who have underperformed in Ryder Cups in the past are Phil Mickelson and uh, uh, Tiger Woods. Um, where have Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson had their most success? How about Augusta National? Three times uh, Phil has won there. I believe Tiger's won four Masters. That's seven. And, and, and what is the main characteristic, at least until a couple of years ago, at Augusta National? No rough. 
Uh, it's gonna so so you got you got Tiger and Phil who, who really need to be the leaders on this team on the golf course. Uh, basically, and I asked Keegan Bradley about this yesterday. I said, with this no rough, you can just stand up on the tee and really not have, feel any pressure at all. And he said, that's exactly right. We can just basically stand up there and bomb it. And even if we don't get it on the fairway proper, we know we're going to have a shot. So I think, Holly, to go all the way back to your question about Davis Love, I think that's a very canny move on his part as well. Well, you know, we'll, this will all be played out on Friday when the balls go up in the air. But right now, I, I think it's it, this shapes up to be a, a, a very interesting strategic move on, on Davis Love's part. No doubt. So, uh, of course, one of the biggest challenges as the captain is who's going to play and who's going to sit. Uh, give yeah. us uh, so your, your uh, scoop on what you think is going to happen. Well, you know, he's, he's got to send out uh, eight guys Friday morning uh, in the foursomes, the alternate shot, which means, yeah, four guys have to sit right away. Um, my guess is that the four guys that sit on Friday morning, uh, I, I don't know that Davis has come right out and said everybody will play the first day. I think Corey Pavin did do that. Uh, I can't remember whether everybody played the first day when Azinger was captain. Uh, but, but my guess is that Davis will try to get everybody uh, blooded, if you will, uh, on the first day. And uh, I, I think uh, then it comes down to who's going to sit in the, uh, in the morning, who's going to sit in the afternoon. Um, I think his bigger challenge, actually, frankly, uh, more than who's who's going to sit, is is the pairings, or at least that's the one that that we're all more interested in right now. And it's it's starting to take some shape. Um, uh, you know, Stricker's clearly going to play with Woods. Phil Phil came into the press room today and said, he, and 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 admitted what everybody already knows that he's going to be playing with Keegan Bradley. It looks like Dustin Johnson. And, and Davis said early in the day that Dustin and Tiger are the two guys that everybody wants to play with. Uh, it looks like Dustin Johnson and Matt Kuchar are going to play together. It looks like Jason Dupner and Zach Johnson are going to play together. That's a great and it pairing. it looks like uh, 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 Jim Furyk. Now, now I'm running at it. I'm, I'm trying to remember the other two. I know it's not. Bubba it's, and uh, Webb Simpson? Who, who have I not said? Uh, Bubba? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Bubba Watson. Um, um but it, it, and know, Snedeker and Jim Furyk, and then Bubba's going to play with Webb Simpson. There you go. Those are that's basically the betting. That's the that those are the betting favorites for the pairings in the press room right now. And I think it's also interesting to take a quick look on the other side. Uh, I think you can almost uh, put put your life savings on the fact that Olafable will have uh, Luke Donald and Sergio Garcia at least as one of his teams in the foursomes on Friday morning. Sergio Garcia is 8-0-1 career in foursomes, which is alternate shot matches. I mean, that's that's the most really the most Stout. remarkable statistic that anybody on either team carries into these matches. I also think you'll see Rory and and Graham McDowell maybe in all four matches to, uh, on uh, together on uh, Friday and Saturday. Well, as uh, the editor of Global Golf Post covering the world of golf, uh, we were talking earlier that this might be um, one of the Ryder Cups where we have the most familiarity with the European squad because so many of them play on the PGA Tour. You have Luke Donald, and you know went to Northwestern, lives in mm-hmm. Chicago. Um, Rory, of course, we haven't uh, spoken a lot about him, but now you know you got the number one player who's uh, going to be you know probably all eyes on will he and and tiger end up you know 
pairing up in the in the finals on Sunday. So much going on. Graham McDowell, of course, U.S. Open champ. This mm-hmm. this Euro squad, it's it's pretty exciting. I think you know, I think there could be some neutrality out there. Uh, well, uh, as I said, the Euros are a very cagey bunch, and they and and you're right, they only have one rookie on the team, and that's Nicholas Colsarts, and and the, and that kid just smashes the ball. I mean, he's he's. I, I, he really is just about every bit of the athlete that Dustin Johnson is. I mean, those are the two guys that just that just smash it on each team. But uh, yeah, Northwestern University, Luke Donald not only uh, went to Northwestern, which is about 20 miles approximately from Medina, but he but he lives in the off season in in Northfield, which is about 15 miles from the golf course. Uh, his wife uh, Diane grew up in Chicago and went to Northwestern with him. So there will be people out there. Um, waving, if if not waving the European flag, they'll be waving the purple and white of the Northwestern Wildcats for for, for Luke Donald. Um, and and the Euros are the other thing, uh, Holly and Rich, that the Euros are doing, and they did this same thing in 2004 when the matches were at Oakland Hills. They are spending a lot of time signing autographs. Uh, the, the colors that they wore yesterday in their practice round were the colors of the Chicago Bears. They're, they they uh, they're trying to win over the crowd. Cage uh, is right for them in Detroit. Not sure the Chicago fans are, are aren't a little more sophisticated and might not fall for for that ruse. But it's all very interesting to watch this stuff as it happens. Uh, you know, as again before the balls go up in the air for real. So it makes you this know, makes this event unlike any other. You know, this is the uh, PGA's uh, of America's golden child event oh. right here. This is the best thing that they do in their uh, you know year long program, and I will guarantee you this: there will be no bad refereeing issues because every force and <laughs> no, will have a, no, a, a representative from no the PGA, and there'll and there'll be no uh, there'll be no uh, replacement. Uh, referees. And, <laughs> that was my uh, shameless uh, reference. Yeah, uh, they, they will have only the best and veteran rules officials. A lot of the PGA Tour guys, you'll see Mark Russell, John Paramore from the European Tour. The, the, you'll see the best guys out there. So, you know, if there was, um, you know, sort of a under-the-radar guy on each team mm-hmm. that may, you know, prove to be, as we saw, you know, uh, it, two years ago at Celtic Manor, who do you think on um, each squad might be someone that becomes a unexpected shining star? Well, it's a great question, and I'll, I'll come back for the Europeans. I'll, I'll mention a name I've already mentioned, and that is... Uh, uh, Colsarts, Nicholas Colsarts. Uh, he, 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 he's, he's, he's a big hitter. Um, he's a wonderful match play player. He's won some big match play events over in Europe. Americans don't know about him at all, so he's under the radar in that sense. And a lot of times, uh, Holly, the, uh, the rookies in these things sometimes don't, don't have enough experience in this thing to be, to be properly scared. And, and some of them actually play some of their best Ryder Cup golf early on. Um, Sergio Garcia comes to mind. Uh, uh, there have been others. Uh, so I would, I would mention that name. On the American side, I, I don't know. I, 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 the name that's popping in my head uh, in relation to your question is because he, because he came, he grew up in, in, just on the other side of the border, uh, near, near Milwaukee. And because he went to the University of Illinois, which is about an hour and a half down the road from Medina, uh, Steve Stricker, um, you know, steady player, terrific putter, a lot of experience, 
he'll have Tiger as his partner most of the time, and, and we all know Tiger's playing pretty well, and, and Tiger will love this golf course because of, of the reasons I already gave. So I don't know if you call Stricker an under-the-radar guy, but I think, I think you could see Steve Stricker, if things fall right, he could win four or five points this week. Talking to Brian Hewitt from Global Golf Post and longtime golf writer and columnist <laughs> for the Chicago Sun Times. So, what um, you know? What to you is the, probably the most surprising thing uh, since you've landed in Medina? Well, uh, coming from Orlando, and I, I don't know it's a surprise because you can in, in this day and age you can you can look at weather dot com and see and see what the uh, what the weather's going to be, but. Right now, there's a chill in the air. Uh, uh, Monday morning when I got here and got off the plane, it was 39 degrees. Um, Ouch! The, uh, the, when it starts to hit those kind of temperatures up here at this time of year, uh, the leaves start to turn, and it gets very pretty. Uh, and you're going to see some of that at Medina over the weekend. It's, it's supposed to be brisk out there on on the, on the weekend, and we really haven't seen it. it, it, it Sunday's supposed to be cloudy and uh uh, like mid 60s, and uh, you know, if the wind blows, you can get a little chilly out there. I, 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 that's a surprise to me because living in Orlando, I mean, what did you guys have? Were you up in the 90s again today? Pretty, pretty close. I'm going to be packing uh, sweaters and <laughs> some windbreakers. Yeah. I'm going to be have to layer up here, Brian. It sounds like I, you know, uh, but but I don't think you're going to. I mean, don't don't quote me on this because the golf gods might be listening. Uh, but I don't think you're going to need to bring your your uh, rain gear or an umbrella. The uh, that's the one nice thing. It's it's uh, it's looking very very uh, uh, clear, and I, I, I don't think we're going to have the kinds of rain delay. Well, I know we're not going to have the kinds of rain delays we had at uh, Celtic Manor just a couple of years ago. Um, but uh, it does get dark around 6:40, so if play is slow. Uh, God forbid that we have to take rounds into the next day, but uh, w- there may be a little bit of that. But uh, the weather should be good. If we're looking at you know the the steady eddies on the team, that you know um, in in some of these moments where you've got to kind of have that cool, calm, collected. Yeah. Do you look to somebody yeah. like a, a, a Zach Johnson? Of course, uh, you know when you think of no pulse, you think of Jason Duffner, but he's you know he's certainly a rookie. Uh, and then, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Brant Snedeker, again, kind of a cool customer, but boy, uh, coming off a high with the tour championship and the FedEx cup. Yeah. Brant Snedeker, he said today he's, he wanted to start right now. I mean, this, he's very, very fired up. He's got a lot of adrenaline going on. Uh, certainly Stricker's a cool customer. Uh, uh Zach, you, you know, Zach's always going to give you a good steady performance. But to me, the real cool customers, though, are the guys with the, with the good career Ryder Cup records are on the other side. Uh, Luke Donald, uh, Lee Westwood has always played his best golf in, in the Ryder Cup. Uh, and uh, it, 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 there's, there's two or three guys in that Ryder Cup, European Ryder Cup team, that never seem to, to, to miss an important putt. I mean, certainly Graham McDowell is a guy anybody would want to have on his team in any competition. And, and in this one, he's on the European side. And... Uh, you know, Rory is for the, uh, you know. I talked about Phil and uh, and Tiger loving loving the setup. But Rory's going to love the setup too. I mean, he drew, he drove it a little crooked last weekend down at Atlanta, but you know he's putting well. He's got a lot of confidence. You you put him up on tee boxes where he knows that he doesn't have to pipe it right down the middle. He's not going to get punished if he's a little bit offline. His confidence will grow even higher, and and he is the most confident and best player in the world right now to begin with. 
Well, with the best uh, group of writers covering golf around the globe, Global Golf Post, uh, what's the over-under with your team of writers? Because certainly you've got some pulling for the Euros. Yeah, I am, I'm not only the editor-in-chief, editor but I'm the on-site editor. We have, uh, uh, I think it's either six or seven uh, correspondents uh, working for us this weekend. We've, we've got a 49-page edition scheduled for Monday morning, which is probably will be our biggest ever, and it'll be all about the Ryder Cup Monday morning. All right, Brian Hewitt, GlobalGolfPost.com. Check it out. One of the best e-zines we've got now. You can get it every Monday morning. And uh, native son there of Chicagoland, we appreciate, Brian, your time, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. All right, Holly, see you up here. Have a good trip. All right, you're listening to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN. We're talking Ryder Cup. Stay with us. Much more coming up. Golfers, have you discovered the hottest golf ball since the Pro V1? Well, listen up. They're Chromax golf balls, and they're cooler and more colorful than Ricky Fowler's outfits on the PGA Tour. Chromax golf balls feature a reflective inner layer and translucent outer layer that make the golf ball appear brighter and easier to hit. Chromax's metallic finish reflects sunlight through the clear cover for unprecedented visibility, making it easier to hit the sweet spot, track the trajectory of your ball in flight, and make adjustments to your swing. Chromax golf balls are USGA approved and come in a rainbow of colors to suit every golfer's personality and playing ability. Lower your scores and put some fun back into your game. Chromax golf balls are available at your local golfsmith stores or visit www.chromaxgolf.com. Shingle Creek Golf Club's Drivers Club offer is better than ever. This means for your annual fee of just $99, you can enjoy the guaranteed lowest rates and biggest discounts on merchandise, food, and beverage. You'll receive a free round of golf when you sign up, and you'll play again for free on your birthday. Drivers Club members also enjoy discounts on practice balls and golf academy instruction while playing America's best condition courses. As voted by Golf Week magazine, to join our Drivers Club, call 866-996-7519 or visit Shingle Creek. Golf.com. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing. And then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so to me. I got good eyesight, I'll be all right. Again, my golf insiders taking you home on the fairways right I fight for, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk, talking about the Ryder Cup, Rich B. This is just so much fun. It's so exciting. Even if you're a casual, casual golf fan, this is the week to tune in. It's unlike anything else we have in golf. Team competition. It's a little more in your face. Uh, just an exciting electric, uh, you know, competition. And I'm going to be right in the thick of it tomorrow. Without me. I can't believe you're leaving me behind. you got to take me to some event this year. Hey, listen, if you can't get there, you can always read about it in the Sentinel. And guess who we've got? 
our man, live from Medina and the Ryder Cup, Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Hey, we're doing good. Thank you for uh, breaking away. I know you're on deadline, so uh, give us some scoops. What's going on up there? <laughs> well, I, I think after two days of, of looking at the practice pairings, uh, we, we pretty much figured out who is uh, going to be primarily aligned with who on the U.S. team. And, and maybe it's no surprise, but uh, uh, you know, certainly uh, the art of pairings has been uh, a big issue in, in recent Ryder Cups. And, and what we're going to see is... Uh, we're going to see Tiger Woods and Steve Stricker uh, reunite for uh, another go-round uh, of what was a very successful pairing two years ago in Wales. And uh, I think the other ones we're going to see are uh, Bubba Watson and Webb Simpson. They were uh, highly successful pairing at the President's Cup last year. Bill Mickelson's going to be with Keegan Bradley. Uh, Jim Furyk is drawn Brant Snedeker in what could be a very solid pairing. Uh, and then the others are uh, D- Dustin Johnson and Matt Kuchar and Jason Duffner, Zach Johnson. Yeah, that's very, very, uh, very interesting as it goes down the line, especially with the rookies. Um, there's a, you know, been a lot of talk about the team, and you know, as always, they, they spend a few days kind of hanging out together. They've been playing uh, ping pong, and you know, Davis has been kind of trying to keep them relaxed. Um, this team, Jeff, seems to be maybe the most uh, cohesive, um, you know, I don't know. There's just something there. It just seems this team a little more um, friendly and together than some of the Ryder Cup teams in the past. Well, I think part of that is because we really do have uh, a good infusion of new blood. Um, as as uh, uh, I wrote uh, earlier this week, uh, that, you know, there are seven players on this team that are playing in either their first or second Ryder Cups. And it's these young guys that we've been expecting to come up and, and kind of take their place on these rosters. Bubba Watson, uh, Webb Simpson, uh, you know, Snedeker has really come along. And, you know, even, even a guy like Matt Kuchar, who we know, you know, for a long time, you know, uh, from Lake Mary and then going to Georgia Tech, but this is only his second Ryder Cup. And so I think what we've seen is, uh, is with the new blood has come a little bit more youthful enthusiasm. You get a guy like Bubba who's, you know, kind of a goofball anyway. Um, and, and Webb Simpson, uh, you know, has a great sense of humor. And I, I think that's why maybe this has grown together a little bit more because uh, it, it's a different generation of players. And, and these are guys that really didn't have to manufacture anything to uh, become cohesive. You know, Jeff, Thanks for stopping in and visiting with us. You know, I'm a huge fan of the Sentinel. But, you know, I'm going to make my second reference, uh, football reference here tonight. Parody. I think, you know, the parody on, you know, just the talent level on each team, let alone against each other, I think the USA team has great parody. A lot of good, good players. It was There was a time when, you know, there was only a couple good guys and the rest were, you know, you suspect. But I think everybody on both teams is going to be uh, quite capable of uh, playing uh, really good uh, stuff here. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible how deep both of these teams are. You know, with, with York's good finish last week at the Tour Championship, uh, he's moved up in the world rankings to the point where every player on the U.S. roster is in the top 25 in the world rankings, and there are a couple of Americans that are in that top 25 that are not here at Medina. And Europe is not a whole lot, uh, not much further back. I, you know, they've got a couple guys 
ranking in the 30s, but uh, you know they are so top heavy with McElroy and Luke Donald and Lee Westwood. Uh, you know some of those guys have had you know a ton of Ryder Cup success. Uh, it, it, the the quality of play I think may be as good this week as it's ever been in the Ryder Cup, even with all the pressure. Uh, do you think there are any potential weak links? Um, certainly doesn't look so going down our roster on the U.S. side. But on the European side, of course, Martin Keimer not having a very good year, although, of course, uh, won the match play championship. So we know how he can go uh, mano a mano. But do you see any uh, potential, um, you know, look at weak, wheels weak over link. there? Come on. We've we got to build this up and figure out how we're going to slam dunk this thing, Jeff. <laughs> well, I, I think it's it's all uh, you know. Both both sides have have guys that have come in, you know, maybe maybe not uh, at at the top of their games. You know, we really have seen a little bit of a disappearance of Martin Keimer, who has you know dropped uh, out of the top twenty in the world rankings, I believe. And you know, he was number one a year and a half ago. He's kind of hit a flat spot in in uh, what what he's been doing. Uh, you. you You've seen uh, at the same time, though, you know, I, I think, you know, Nick Colsarts, we don't see a lot of him over on these shorts, but, but I think he's going to become a real key part to the team. And he's their only rookie. That's, that's the other interesting thing is, is this is a very experienced team, and, and most of them have winning Ryder Cup records, and most of them, you know, have celebrated a Ryder Cup victory before. The, the only ones that haven't are Colsarts, obviously, and then, uh, Justin Rose has only been in one previous Ryder Cup, and that happened to be at Valhalla. And Paul Lorre has only been in one previous Ryder Cup, and that just so happened to be Brookline. Right. The Sunday with the worst shirts ever on record that the U.S. team <laughs> wore. Um, you know, certainly uh, some poignant moments for the European squad with, um, you know, Seve Ballesteros having passed away between the last Ryder Cup and uh, just uh, commemorating Seve, uh, putting his image on their golf bag. So you think there's going to be a little bit of playing in his memory, part of driving the team, the Euro team? I'm sure there is. I think it's only natural, in part because Jose Mario Alfabo is the captain, and they made up that great Spanish Armada tandem for years and years and years that went 11-2-2 and as a team. And so, uh, you know, they, they, they were obviously Iconic. on the course, off the course. Uh, you're going to see a little bit from Sergio, I think. Uh, and most of those European tour guys, even if they didn't play a whole lot with Seve, uh, you know, they knew him and, 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 and they were able to meet him and, and feel some of his passion for the Ryder Cup. And I think that's where, you know, they'll try to let it out a little bit this week. Well, it was interesting. Uh, Davis made a, a comment that he said, you know, some guys you have to encourage and some guys you have to challenge. And, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see. Certainly, probably Friday, I would expect he'd probably put all of the guys out there. But it gets a little bit more uh, challenging come Saturday. And uh, then how do you think it's going to uh, look on Sunday? Where do you think the points are going to stand? <laughs> uh, look into I your crystal ball. I think it's going to be uh, a lot like it was two years ago in Wales with the final points. I, I, these teams are, are so good, so well-matched. Uh, we, you know, we all know that, you know, anybody with a hot putter, uh, has a chance to really be a Ryder Cup hero in any given year. And there's no hotter putter out there right now. 
than Brant Snedeker. So I think that's that's a little advantage to the Americans. But uh, Europe always plays with confidence. They play with, uh, with with guys that have done it before. You're going to see a lot of passion out of Sergio. You're going to see a lot of passion out of uh, Lake Nona's Ian Poulter playing for the Blue and the Stra- and the Stars. And I I think that this is going to be one that may go right down to the final matches it did in 2010. I I think it could easily be 14 and a half, 13 and a half, and I think I'll give the advantage to the Americans because they are playing at home and they have the hottest putter out there. Who would be the uh, hottest putter to look for on the Euro squad? Wow, that, that's that's a good question. I, I I think Justin Rose, even though he had some trouble on Saturday at East Lake, you know, bounced back pretty well on the back nine on Sunday. He figured a little something out in, in, in his game. Um, Sergio obviously can get on a streak. He's a very uh, very streaky guy. Graham McDowell, I think, is a very underrated putter. And and, and then, of course, we got Rory McIlroy, and considering what he's won in the last month and a half, you know, he might be the second hottest putter on the planet. And you, in terms of... Uh... You know, being the being the cheerleaders of uh, each each squad, you've got the cheerleader, and then you got the guy who's you know going to be the leader leader. How do you see that on the U.S. side? Would that be you know potentially Phil Mickelson or Jim Furyk? I, I think that uh, I think that when it comes to player leadership, you know, it, it's Tiger, it's Mickelson, it's Furyk. Those are the guys that have been the core for so many Ryder Cups, you know, seven or eight Ryder Cups. I think this is eight consecutive for Furyk, nine consecutive for Mickelson, and, and maybe they haven't won a lot, but, but they're, they've gotten on those teams because they're darn good players. They have the experience. And, and even with Tiger, I think it's a little bit different than it was in past years. I think he accepts more of the elder statesman role and, and maybe accepts that he doesn't have to do it himself. If he can encourage his teammates to pick up a few more points, then everybody wins in the process. We're talking to Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel, live from Medina and Chicago. So the Rory Tiger dynamic, how is that building up for Friday? I think it's called hopeful anticipation. Now, obviously, this being a blind pairing, you, you just you, you write your names in order and you see how they line up against each other at, at the end of the uh, of the session, uh, I think everybody wants to see Tiger and Rory, in, certainly in singles. Um, and if you can get Tiger and Stricker against McElroy McDowell, I think that's a heck of a matchup, you know, in any of the of the uh, tandem sessions. Uh, but it, it's a blind draw, and so I think there are a lot of people hoping that it happens, but I'm not sure that anybody necessarily expects it to happen. And in ter- if you're looking for maybe a little backroom dealing, after all, you know, this in Chicago, uh, I think Olafab will put a little bit of a, of a squash to it by saying, you know what, it's more than, uh, this is, weekend is more than about, you know, one guy or, or, you know, trying to get two guys together. It's about winning the cup. And so I'm not sure that Ollie is interested in trying to manufacture something come Sunday. Well, it's big time pressure, even for these experienced pros, the Butterflies are going to be churning in their stomachs come uh, Friday morning. I think it was Graham McDowell that said, 
Uh, it's like leading a tournament on Sunday when you hit the very first tee shot. So it's also fun to sit back and, and watch and see if these guys' uh, nerves get rattled a little bit. Your final thoughts, Jeff? Well, uh, and that's going to be the real interesting thing. If, you, if they've shown, I haven't seen all the Golf Channel coverage, obviously, uh, but if, if you've had a chance to see the grandstands that they have put out on the first tee, it's like walking up to hit your to, to hit your first tee shot, you know, in, in Amway Center. I mean, <laughs> those are some darn tall grandstands, and so the intimidation factor, which is already there, and and the pressure, which is already there, you even even the, even in practice rounds, guys like Keegan Bradley have said, I you know, I've stepped on that tee and I've looked up and I've already I'm already nervous about uh, hitting a tee shot on number one, and this is a practice round. All right. Well, we can't wait. Jeff Shane, thanks so much from the Orlando Sentinel. I will see you up there tomorrow in the Windy City and catch all the coverage, ESPN, the Golf Channel, and NBC. Coming up this weekend, tee off, Friday morning at 8 a.m. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. We're out of here. We love you. Bye-bye.